Greetings. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh. And today I have with me a sister in Christ, a fairly recently met sister in Christ, Beth Townsend. Beth is an author, a speaker. She has been doing interviews for over 20 years, and she is actually recently doing some stuff for CBN. But she is a powerhouse full of passion, all about purpose. And we're happy to have her on the show today. So, Beth, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you for having me. It's great to be with you again. Yes, yes. I absolutely love having you on the show because I had such a great time. You know, I recently had the opportunity to interview a mutual friend of ours, Terry, and now I get to interview you. And both of you ladies I met at the Christian Women in Media Conference in Dallas a couple months mm -hmm. back. And I can tell you, there's nothing better than a sisterhood and connecting with like-minded sisters, going after God and wanting to share Jesus with the world around us. Amen. Amen. And a group of people that are willing to share what they know and how they learned it with other people. You know, it's it's a you know, usually people are hiding what they know. But in, in Christian women in media, people are very quick to share what they know and share contacts and create connections. And that's the best thing about it is we help one another. It truly is. It, it is an opportunity. I've grown so much as a result of that organization. And listen, y'all, if you are in the Baton Rouge, it's Baton Rouge, right? Yes. Okay. Baton Rouge area. And if you are in film, music, uh, blogging, uh, any, any area of media, okay, mm -hmm. TV, uh, if you're just getting started even, go meet up with Beth because Beth is the connect leader for that uh, region. And it is an amazing opportunity, like she said, to connect with like-minded people. If you're in the Nashville area, then hit me or Lisa hooks up and we will get you to one of our connect meetings because God is doing something special among his women. And yeah. I love what you said. Uh, they're women that are willing. We help one another. We encourage one another. Listen, y'all, before the broadcast, we were talking about resources for, uh, you know, graphic arts and things like that. Why? Because there's no competition out there. Amen. There's yeah, enough room right. in the body of Christ and for us women that do ministry to share it all with everybody so that we can get together and, and help people find Jesus. So there's That's enough right. room at the table. Yeah. Amen for that. But there's plenty of room for all of us. That's exactly right. And I love that. And that's, I loved your heart. I had the opportunity whenever we had coffee, I was like, I have got to connect with this woman outside of this, this few minutes we have here. I want to connect with her. And here we are today. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, you've done so many things. You're a purpose coach. You know, you do uh, interviews. You've been doing this rodeo for a while, right? However, you've written a book and I want to ask you a little bit, what inspired you to, to write a book? Was it because so many people were coming to you with the same questions or what, what, tell me, tell me all about your book. I was on my own at 17. So right out of high school, the day I graduated, I was pretty much, it was sink or swim. My mom, it, it, I come from a great family. We had great problems and that was one of the problems, but my mom was broke. So she was selling our house and it was kind of like, well, honey, and she was moving to a different state and I had been admitted into college. So fast forward, I learned to become an adult at 17 years old. And I fell flat on my face a lot of times, but I went to work and I went to work with the stand. I mean, with the, I mean, I had no plan B. So when I went to work, it wasn't like I could just decide I didn't like this job because, you know, I had to have that paycheck for all the days. So work became a real passion for me and I became really good at it. So fast forward, I was in my, I was in property management. 
I rose to the top of the corporate ladder in a few short years uh, because I learned some skills of a great attitude and a work ethic. And Hi. that per, a, a positive person will pass Hello. most people, you know, in, I can't, in the corporate I can't. ladder. Something happened here, Beth. Uh-oh. What happened? I'm not sure what happened. Are we are we frozen? Frozen. Here's frozen? what I found. Oh. Are you there? I don't know. I'm here. Are you there? Okay. I lost you for a second. So let's just rewind. Uh, you were talking about your passion and you went to work and, yeah. and go ahead and pick it up from there. So when I went to work, I had to work because obviously I had to provide for myself. So I had no plan B's. If I wasn't happy with my job, I couldn't miss one day at work because then I couldn't pay the bills. I wouldn't have a roof over my head. I wouldn't have shelter. So work became a very big passion for me because it was the gateway to freedom. It was the gateway to having a roof over my head. It was the gateway to being able to be self-sufficient. So uh, I, I, on the corporate ladder, I climbed very quickly because I was a hard worker. I had a great attitude. I loved my work because I needed my work. And I became a seminar leader in my industry. And so, you know, I'm, I'm fairly young. I'm in my 20s and I'm, 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 I'm an industry expert, so to speak, because I'm the one teaching the seminars. I'm like the cheerleader. And people started asking me, well, well how did you know your purpose? And I was like, I mean, I just want to pay the bills or, you know, then somebody would say, how did you know your purpose? And I'm like, I just want to have a date on Friday night or, you know, it was it was all so superficial to me until at some point I began to think purpose. Wait, I, I think that might be a God thing. And so I told my husband after, you know, after going through this for a while, we got married and things like that. I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but. I told my husband, I said, everybody struggles with the topic of purpose and I have no good answers. So I'm going to need to go ask people who wake up every day. They know what God's calling them to do and they're doing it. I have to go ask them in person how they knew and how they did it. And that was in 2001. And I've been doing that ever since. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you've had the opportunity to interview a lot of people about this. And I'm real passionate about it as well. I, I believe that, you know, there's a saying that, you know, you, you know, yes, it's great the day that you were born, but the day that you find out what you were born for, that's when things shift and that's where things change. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I wandered around in the wilderness, not knowing my pur purpose. A lot of it had to do because I didn't know my value, but <laughs> it's another story right. for another time. But have you found over the course of the last 20 years, the people that you've been interviewing, have they, has there been a common thread among people with purpose? Yes. So first of all, none of them had it easy. All of them were brought to their knees in numerous occasions where they thought they weren't going to make it that dream or that vision or whatever it was that they had, but they couldn't give up. So I think when purpose is within you and, and God gives you maybe a picture or a glimpse of something, then you can't not do it. Even though it's going to be hard, purpose is, is progress. And, you know, sometimes you're fumbling around. Even now, sometimes I'm like, Lord, I just, I don't know what to do next. But I, you know, we can submit that to him. And here I am, the purpose expert. And, you know, honestly, there's days when I'm like, okay, Lord, I've got these three things to decide from. And I need you to, to give me the wisdom, the strength, and the fortitude to decide on those. Because I'm, I'm very big on not overcommitting myself. So, yes. you know, I mean, I, I, I seek his wisdom in that because 
there's a lot of opportunity out there. There's a lot of good things, but there's very few God things. And we have to have a lot of discernment to know what the difference is. Oh my goodness. You are, yes, yes. And amen. That is so true yeah. because I know early on with my walk with the Lord, I just thought every door that opened, well, it had to be God, you know, and we right. really have to pray about what we put our hands to and when we do it and so forth. So hold up that book there and tell people where they can find that book. Well, this is on Amazon. It's also on my website, bethtownsend.com. And this is my faith journey. It's my corporate lime clatter, uh, corporate climb, corporate ladder climb. It's and it's interviews with purpose principles from people that I've interviewed. So it's kind of interweaved with things people taught me that I thought, oh my gosh, that is a principle. It's a life-giving forever principle. And I learned it from, from different people that I interviewed. So, um, you know, they, they kind of reached into my life. I'm going to interview them for their story. But the truth is God had them really change my story by teaching me a principle that I didn't have. Wow, that is incredible. I love that. There's so much I have found. I, you know, I've only been interviewing people for, I don't know, maybe two or three years. And I have found that I have gained knowledge from those that I've interviewed, but I've also loved the the connections and the networking. So all of the yes. people that you've interviewed over the years, I love what you said about they'd all had that common thread of being in a hard place. And you think about yeah. like diamonds, you know, how much pressure mm -hmm. diamonds are under and how beautiful they are later. Many times, I think that's where we get to the end of ourselves is when we're under that pressure. And then we really seek the Lord for what are we called to do? I know I went back to school and got my master's in 2007. Uh, and I went back for, um, I got a, a, a double master's of biblical counseling and organizational leadership. Why? The reason I got the organizational leadership, because I was still in the corporate world back then, and it was what I could get them to reimburse for. <laughs> it was the closest thing to ministry I could get and still get corporate reimbursement. But the biblical counseling was all based on finally finding out that all of the junk I had gone through, God was using that to help others around me. And so, I mean, the God doesn't expect us to have all of these credentials, but the world expects it. So I went back to school to get some information. But I remember thinking about, wow, all of this time, I did not know what I was called to do. I was working as a claims adjuster, using my assertiveness and my voice to negotiate complex, you know, injury claims and stuff. Whenever I found out I had climbed a ladder that was up against the wrong building, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you find that some of the people that are successful in their purpose have a similar story where they had started off doing something and then ended up getting a spark of what they're supposed to be doing? Yes. You know, I like to say that, you know, you see people that live passionate lives and you see them and they're going around and they've got the, the vim and the vigor and the energy, but you know, their passion is often from compassion. So, oh. you know, it's sometimes what you've walked, you know, your story comes alive and you know, the, it, it, we're in end times, whether it's our end times or, you know, the end times or whatever, our story can change the world. And, you know, the Bible even says that they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So Jesus has done his job. It's our job to share our stories and bear testimony to what he's done in our life. So we have to share our story. But what happens is people get confused with the whole story. 
and your whole nobody wants to know your whole life story and you know you don't want to be one of those people that are like well i was born in 1964. you know what i what i have determined is that people want to know how your life story can help my life story today so if you've walked through something and you come alongside someone who's walking through something who better than you to say i made it not only did i make it now i'm helping others and you know read the parables they're all short they're not long jesus spoke to the moment and he spoke to the issue and he spoke in very clear well maybe not always clear sometimes the parables you had to look for the <laughs> meaning but they were never long and drawn out and so we have to learn from that we have to be able to step into a moment and bring some miracle and some some salve to mm -hmm. someone's pain because um our pain becomes purpose once we process that pain and we do that at the foot of the cross amen amen i love that i love everything that you're saying because it is right in the rhythm and the heartbeat of what the lord has shown me over the years there's been times where he's had me share snippets of my story in yep. different circumstances to help different people type like whenever i do uh, marriage counseling i had a really bad marriage okay and now i have a really good marriage and it is so funny how he used everything he doesn't yeah. waste anything he uses our pain to become purpose whenever we get that healing and i'm so glad you mentioned at the foot of the cross because that's where it all takes place uh, i when i started meeting with people i remember the first time i sat down to meet with a couple and the lord told me he said you can hurt as many people as you can help and Ooh. i keep that right in front of me every day beth whether i'm going on a broadcast or whether mm -hmm. i am meeting one-on-one -on -one with a client or i'm meeting with a couple or if i'm speaking to a group of teens or women or whatever whatever i'm doing when i sit down to write a post i always have that in the back of my mind that i can hurt as many people as i can help and not because of what i'm necessarily saying or doing but people's perceptions because we live in a world yeah. where like you said people they don't know who they are and and yeah. and they're trying to figure it out and they're they're, they're wounded and and sometimes whenever people that are you know a little excited or whatever i i'm they would say i'm adhd at the doctor's office but i'm just saying you know i'm just excited you, you're like, just passionate you I'm got some passionate. passion going on yes yeah. yes yes but they can't handle that you know um i recalled uh years ago i was working in orlando florida had a guy that sat candy corn from me and he told me one day he said nobody should be as happy as you maggie and i'm like what but it was from his pain, you know, so we have to be sensitive. And what you said is powerful. People's passion comes from their compassion and the things that they have overcome. I believe that we gain spiritual authority in that area to minister to others going through it. Would you agree? Well, the happiest people you see and the people that have that are overcomers are the ones that have overcome the most because they're grateful <laughs> for what they've come through. Amen. And they're they're so thankful for the forgiveness. I mean, most of the messes in my life, I mean, I had some imposed upon me, but I created my own. And I'm so grateful that God covered me with those that part of who I am and the essence of my personality is the gratitude that I don't have to carry that around anymore. And I don't have Amen. to let my I don't have to take guilt trips for stuff I'm reliving and reliving. But, you know, healing is something that we have to pursue and it's yeah. not just you know just because we accept jesus doesn't mean and my pastor says it best he says god saves our heart the reason the bible says renew your mind so much 
is because that's our responsibility to pull the weeds and plant the seeds. That's on us. We have to get in the word. We have to do the praying. We have to do the work. And so many people want the quick fix. And there's there's no quick fix to purpose. And there's no quick fix to victory. Those are things we work for. And God comes alongside us to see us through. And we get there. But we got to do the work because it's the heart that's changing. And it's a forever mm. change. It's not just a temporary feel good. Ooh, that's good. That's that's good right there. Pulling out the weeds and planting the seeds because you're right. It is our responsibility uh, to for our freedom walk. You know, Jesus took care yep. of it at the cross, but we have right. to appropriate the work of the cross by doing our part. And Lord knows right. if, where I would be if I hadn't have had good, sound biblical counseling, uh, good, yep. you know, inner healing, lots and lots of of. Uh, work on my behalf of ingesting the word and allowing the word to take root in my heart because I can remember being there. And I remember years ago, Joyce Meyer uh, making a statement, there are no drive-through breakthroughs, you know? And I'm like, you know, that's how we are. And humanity is like, okay, you know, I, I'm saved now, set me free. And it's not like that. Yeah. You know, some things we do radically get set free from, but the majority right. of it, we have to walk out and it is our responsibility yeah. to go to the cross and do our, whatever it is, what, like you said, if it's things that we have done, we need to repent renounce it, break it off of our life and receive the blessing from the Lord. But many times people don't know that. And it's really sad because we do have a lot of people out there that are representing Christ that are broken and mean and bitter and angry and, and unforgiving. And so it gives Jesus a bad rap. Well, and our choices represent the voices in our life. So a lot of times, and and one of the key things in all the interviews that I did, and this is from 2001 to now is when you want to know what your purpose is, everybody says the same answer and it's incredible. They're saying, ask God, you know, he's the one who made you. He's the one who gifted you. But when we got mamas, we got sisters, we got grandmamas, we got friends, we got spouses, we got a lot of people speaking into our life. And while that can be okay, our purpose is a sacred journey. We have to hear from the Lord and we don't go asking opinions. You know, there, you know, there may be times when I tell my husband, the Lord has called me, I believe, to do this next. He's not going to question that as much as if I say, honey, I have an idea. What do you think about this? See, it's all how you it's all if, if you've heard from the Lord, you have to stand firm and that you've heard from the Lord and then other people will honor that. Now, I still have to honor my husband. If he's going to say, okay, well, honey, what's the budget? Because that affects both of us and are are that. So, but, you know, if you really have a problem with purpose, you go back to God and say, okay, Lord, if you put me here and you gifted me, let's talk about that. And then you sit and you wait and you worship while you wait and you choose to listen and he will answer you. He is a, read the Old Testament. He's very specific in his communication with his people. Yes, that's so good. Yeah, and it's okay to ask people as far as, you know, um, because I tell people all the time, God is the one that is the way is going to get the yes and amen. But I know um, with some people, they don't understand their core values and they're, you know, they're trying to work through those things. And when you get something from God, I believe that we should honor that journal that out, spend time in him, allow him to continue to speak with you. But there have been times in my life where I didn't even know where some of that was coming from. I'll tell you how I found my purpose was, was journaling and hanging out with Mm -hmm. Jesus. And he told me everything, but there were some areas where I I teach students, I teach leadership to uh, 
uh, some kids at a homeschool tutorial and I have them, they come out of my class with a personal mission statement and I have them dig deep. I have them pray and ask the Lord and evaluate their lives of what are some of the things. And I ask them to, to find out what are their core values? What are the things that make you cry? You know, what are the things that you would Mm -hmm. lay your life down for type of thing? And also um, their spiritual gifts, because I think that Mm -hmm. God, God is going to stretch us in every area. But, you know, many times once we know our core values and our spiritual gifts and we go to the father and say, "Okay, here's what I have in my hands. He's going to say, what do you got in your hands? (laughs) Yeah. Go do it. And sometimes sometimes it's what really bothers you or what brings you to tears or what angers you. You know, um, we, I had that one interview. They said, find the justice that angers you and the passion that drives you. That's yeah. what God's calling you to. So if you're watching the news and you can't stand something that's happening, you know, that may be God calling you to that. And so yes. we, this is as simple as you look out into the world and you see lots of problems. Well, you're a solution to one of those. Amen. So find out, yeah, find out. And a big solution, a gifted one, a powerful one, a mighty powerhouse. And so God's called us to be able to step into something, but we got to do it with faith and confidence. And yes, we seek him and we ask him, but then we jump and we, you know, we. I'm not a, you know, people say, Beth, you're such a go-getter. I am very much a go-getter, but I am very careful what I go get. I don't just go get everything. I've learned that some of that comes with age. Some of that comes with stage. But, you know, you have to be very careful that we're not out there trying to do it all because we think we might miss God's call. We're not going to. That's good. That's really, really good. And I do believe that uh, the older we get, especially the older, not in natural years, but in years with the Lord, we gain more wisdom. You know, it tells us in the book of James that whenever we ask him for wisdom, he's going to give it to us liberally. So if you're out there and you're wondering, what am I called to do? Ask for wisdom, ask the Lord, spend time with him, get best book, because I'm telling y'all, this is something important. Time is wasting. Hold that back up there again. I love it. I love the cover. I love that picture of you on there. It's so cute. And so Beth also has a show. So tell them a little bit about your show and where they can watch it. Well, the show is called Life on Purpose TV. And Imagine it's that. on pure Yeah. It's on Pure Flix. Um, they've they've run them on CBN. They've run them um, in various on various networks, kind of like your show is. But it's also on BethTownsend.com. Uh, there's a, a click the TV button. So there's some that we've done studio TV shows, and we've also done uh, I do uh, a lot of live interviews like you do. And so uh, those are also on my YouTube channel. So they're, you know, I think I counted over 100 interviews that I have on there. And they're, I have to say, people's stories are incredible. If you just learn from people and you just take nuggets from what people have lived. There's a lot of people making statements, but it's, the, it's those who have lived it. They're making a difference. They've done something. We want to learn from the people who are walking that out, not just talking about it. Amen. Amen. And I know a while ago you quoted from the book of Revelation, you know, and it is true that we do overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think that whenever you interview people, Beth, and they're sharing their experience of where the Lord has taken them from point A to point B, that it encourages people and it gives people faith and it gives them hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. especially when they look at people like me and they're like, only God could have done that. So (laughs) super. Well, and people, you know, People, people read my book because I'm very honest here and 
people have, my neighbor came to me in tears and she said, I had no idea because, and my husband edited my book and he would say, are you, are you sure you want to share that? And I'm like, yes, I do. Because, you know, there's just parts of my life that were tough. And some of them were, were, again, they were not of my choosing, but a lot of them were. And so you got to learn from that. You got to teach people, you know, you know, don't do, you know, part of the purpose principles that I really try to impress upon young people is to protect your past. You know, there's a past and you, it, it, every decision we make matters. Every word we speak matters. There yes. is no just happened there. You know, it didn't, things don't just happen. They, they happen because you, you chose something. So if we measure our, you know, what we're choosing to do, when we measure our uh, choices and things that we do, we have to kind of think about, okay, God, is this your best for me? Because a lot of us are settling because we think this could be the best we're ever going to get. But, you know, God says he can do more than we can ask or imagine, but we can if we're out there trying to do all this other stuff. We just can't, we can't do it all. Amen. That's so true. I'm so glad that you said that. So listen, if you can leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? I think that the, the critical part is, is believing every day when you wake up, you have to almost change your perception because perception really does become reality. If you wake up every day and you're like, God did put me here for a purpose. Not only that is he gave me everything I need. Most of what we're praying for, we already have. You know, if we just look around our life and we're like, okay, we have the connections. God's not leaving us here to just wing it. He's got connections in place. So if we wake up every day excited and we think, I do have a purpose for my life. God has a plan for me. And you begin to really step into that and step out like you believe that, then it really makes you think about everything because, you know, we got to think about what we're thinking about and we got to align that up with God's plan because his plans are big and they're great and they're wonderful. And he gives us the power to live that out. Amen. That is so good. And I hope you guys, if you're watching this on the replay, I hope you pause it, rewind it and listen to that again, because that's a powerful key. And it is true. Your perception is going to be your reality. And so if you have that stinking thinking going on, don't expect to be prosperous in your in your walk as with the Lord, because we have got to overcome our thoughts, take them captive. The Bible talks about this all throughout. And uh, you got to have the right mindset of going into anything is so powerful. So listen, y'all, you can find her at bethtownson.com. And uh, you can Google her. She's easy to find. She's Googleable. I don't know if that's a word. Googleable. Uh, Googleable. Google. We just made it up. We're making up words here. Oh, goodness. I absolutely love it. So, Beth, I want to thank you for, I know you're very busy and you got a lot going on. And I know that you are very intentional with your time. So, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Well, I thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we met in Dallas. And I hope this is the beginning of a friendship and we could just keep going. Amen, sister. Amen. Listen, you guys, you've seen it right here on Keys to Your Beth Live. If you're wondering how to step into your calling, your purpose, your, your passion, get a hold of her book. You can get it where fine books are sold. Also on her website, BethTownsend.com, and check it out and listen to how God used all of the things that she went through and all of her years in corporate to be able to talk to so many people to find their stories, what will help you be encouraged with your story. Share your story with somebody today. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.